I'm Dylan. I'm Dylan Moore. Why does that sound so quiet? <laughs> oh, my headphones are on. I'm Dylan uh, Moore. I'm Lorraine Postma. And guess what? Who's back? Who's back? <laughs> I'm Mr. Russell Maribel. Oh man! Guess Throwback Thursday. It is. What a, we got a crossover going on right now. Is this, is this a crossover? No, episode? I, don't, I just wanted to say. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's a- Bojack How Horseman is everybody joke? doing out there? I've missed you guys. It's been a while since I've been in the studio, the three of us. It's been a good time. It has been. It's been We've a while. you, Russell. Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't even done the show in three weeks. Yeah. Well, and so now I happen to make my triumphant return. Since yeah, you've been gone, actually. We just were like, screw this. It's just not the same without me, I understand. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes. better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guys hash that one out. <laughs> Yeah. Who do we got coming in today? We have 10th that we have Vivek coming in. A good time. A local rapper. Yeah, Vivek. Yeah. Um, Kat, she is uh, the manager of Dope Chief, who has an art show coming up on, I think it's February 8th in Hamilton. Cool. So we're going to talk about that. And then Christian Reimer, my good buddy, love him. He's coming in at 1130. He's a comedian. He runs a show, Ooh, The Winking Judge. That's fun. It's kind of like my home on Sunday nights. So I just like get off work, go there. So, yeah. Hang out. Fantastic. It's going to be, a, be yeah. a good time. It's a nice place. Yeah. We're, but we were talking beforehand about YouTube ideas. If we were to be YouTubers, Russell came in right in the middle of it. Did oh. I, I Did I interrupt your YouTube uh, brainstorming session? A little. No, no, yeah, a little bit, but it's, it's totally okay. Kind of short, a, but what, what did you come up with? We're at a let me point. Ask, let me ask for each well, of you. We're, we're talking about Wish. You know the, the site Wish? Yes, I'm slightly addicted to online shopping. Yeah, and they do have... Do you shop on Wish? Only for things that aren't clothing, like sometimes like, okay. uh, like, like a Bluetooth adapter or like uh, I got my, my, uh, my mm-hmm. bag for... A, Organizing all my cords for and my headphones. Oh, that was from Wish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's, that's a good bag. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we can ask Russell to buy it, and then we'll just hop on your shipping. Well, I have a I had a buddy who was buying Wish. He's one that told me he'd always buy like tactical vests and like really weird combat <laughs> they, stuff. I, I at the beginning I tried a couple of clothing items because they just looked so great and the deals were so great. But obviously, with a site like that, it is not the case when they arrive at your door. I almost got sucked into it actually about two weeks ago. There was a um, sort of an overcoat, but like a trench coat style. It was really slick, and it was nice and beige. And I really, I've wanted like a long sort of trench coat style kind of overcoat for a while. Flasher and style, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, flasher style coat. There you go. <laughs> um, and I was so close because it was such a good deal. And I, I, I showed it to my wife, and she was like, "You're an idiot. You've been through this. <laughs> You've been through this before. Don't do it again. It's gonna show stick up at your door. Ele- yeah, stick to electronics if you're doing order anything off that site. And otherwise, even then, it can be a little little finicky yeah, you gotta go the cheap electronics I, I like the horror stories of people getting things and then it's the, it's like eight inches big or something as opposed to like normal yeah that's the problem 30, 40. I, heard, I always hear you're gambling like you pay a cheap price but you never know if they're gonna be as advertised i've had some really cool stuff work out from that site like some cool um i do some like just to keep my hands busy when I'm bored, I do some like beading and make necklaces and stuff like that. I've gotten some really cool like pendants and uh, where are yeah. my bracelets, Russell? Where's just, my friendship bracelet? I'm a little busy right now, oh. running running two shows and uh, a full course and, load and guest appearancing on others. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sweet, sweet. But yeah, yeah, I tell you what, there is a there is a bracelet or a necklace in the works for you. You just we're gonna just have to stay in touch. Okay, I like pink and blue. Just saying. It's good. It's good it's anyway, good uh, YouTube video. I think that would be a good YouTube video though, even like because it is a gamble and it would be fun to like see what shows up. But I was telling Dylan that I've been getting a lot of things like advertised to me we've both been getting things advertised to us that are maybe meant for each other and very sexual like my everything advertised me advertised to me has room for 
like a, a penis. Can I say that? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Well, you just did, so. <laughs> what what so, does that even mean? Is it like... Like, like pantyhose and stuff oh, like that? Okay. Yeah, maybe it picks up my voice and it's like, I don't... I don't know. We'll what do it all. We'll do it all. I'm getting lingerie and like <laughs> leather bondage suits. Oh. And what are you searching yeah. online? <laughs> Nothing. Me, I get I, I, I get ads for like right. cute kitty videos and and, <laughs> okay. and like and and sure. and punk shows. That's about it. All right, all right. No, I'm gonna well, open right. up. And we're gonna find these wish advertisements, but they're they're bizarre. And half the times I'm like, kind of want to order it because I don't even think this thing should exist. It's some weird thing that. You probably can't buy anywhere else. I just don't even know what half this stuff is. They're tiny little gadgets. They, like, go on your ear or, like... On your phone so you can add... skin on your leg together. And I'm like, what's going on here? It's really strange. Hmm. Maybe we'll post them on social media. Maybe I'll post them. You see, I'm getting, like, mini skirts advertised to me and stuff. And mini skirts? Again, I'm not gonna what buy- are you searching online, man? <laughs> but I'm not going to buy it. Imagine I buy that for my girlfriend for, like, Valentine's Day. Here's a... <laughs> you know what that's called? Laundry That's, that's a bowling ball gift. Bowl- I don't know what that means. Yeah. That's my joke from The Simpsons when Homer Simpson buys Marge a bowling ball for her, birth- <laughs> or for her birthday. Sweet. And she says, well, bowling ball, what am I going to do with a bowling ball? And he says, well, if you're not going to use it. <laughs> True. And it's engraved with Homer on it. Because he knew. He wasn't, she wasn't going to use it, but he's like, happy birthday. Look how thoughtful I am. Not so much. <laughs> it would be funny. a good gift for you. Get, do it. Do it. Take the gamble. That, that is, by definition, a bowling ball gift, though. Like, look how great this outfit is, sweetie. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then <laughs> we'll see how not. that goes. Yeah. Katie, what do you think? I don't know. That's, hopefully she's not listening right now. <laughs> we will be back. Hi, this is Talib, and this is Andre from Steel City Ambiguous Records, and you're listening to Campus Conversations. You're listening to Campus Conversations, and we have Vivek on the line. Can you hear us? Yes, sir. Um, I can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> oh, perfect. There we go. How's it, how's everything going? Uh, going okay, as best can be expected. I've uh, got some uh, health issues that I just like came popped out of nowhere, like oh, towards no. the end of uh, last year. And um, yeah, man, I'm focusing, trying to channel that energy into to music and and some uh, you know events um, currently, so I can you know divert my attention. <laughs> cool, awesome. Now you're you're an artist. You're would you call yourself a rapper? Yeah, I would say I'm a rapper. Okay. I, although, like the stuff that I'm I'm doing now is a little bit like a little bit more eclectic. But yeah, like I've got one of those uh, one of those rap skills in the toolkit for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. It seems like nowadays people don't like to they, they kind of their their music styles are more broad. So it's like they're kind of dab- dipping in their feet into like every style 100, of music. Hundred percent for sure. Yeah, yeah, th- I, I I can resonate with that. I think there's just so much stuff out there. So much things to draw inspiration from and you know people are getting influenced by so many different genres that it's kind of hard not to you know take from other genres yeah that's that's totally true and so you'd mentioned that you're kind of going through some uh some some health issues right now but mm-hmm. you're trying you're channeling a lot of your energy into music do you find that maybe having issues with health at the moment does that does that do anything to inspire you to write certain types of music Oh my gosh, yes, man! <laughs> like it's uh, if you listen to my album "Right as Rain," like um, it's a range of emotions that you know a real roller coaster ride. So 
from this whole health process of like six years or so, so where it's been more intense, you know, you go through periods of really dark, dark, low um, periods where you're, you're not sure what's going on with your health. And then you go to optimistic periods. So on the album, you get this like range of um, light and dark themes. Mm-hmm. And currently the stuff that I've been really writing right now has been really dark, but um, I think, you know, it's, it's not that it's a negative thing. It's, it's good to put that into the music because let's be honest, everyone's human. Everyone goes through these kind of emotions. So whether they're, um, you know, really, really high or really, really low, I think there's going to be something that people can resonate with. Yeah, that's right. And like, yeah, we all have our bad days and sometimes you need mm-hmm. a song that speaks to you about, you know, someone's experience dealing with some some uh, some issues. I liked um something like when last time we spoke uh, that me and Russell spoke to you. Something oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. really resonated with me was mm. um kind of the feeling of releasing your music when you were feeling worse, right? Cuz you went through a time where you weren't really sure if you were going to put out the album, right? Right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, thanks for remembering that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, honestly, it really stuck with me, because I was kind of going through a very similar thing where I wanted to talk about things, but I was kind of in a better place, and I'm like, eh, I don't want to bring up, bring it up, you know, because why would you want to when you're sure. kind of right, right, better, yeah. Well, the, the good thing about, like, releasing something, um, you know, when you're not well or... Um, just in general, I think, um, just say things, things aren't well, but as long as it's out there, you know, you, you still have momentum as an artist. You still have something out there in the world that, um, you know, you never know who's going to pick it up. You never know who's going to connect with it. Right. Um, so we're, we're talking about this, like, I think we're going to play Rubik's cube or something mm-hmm, that's um, right. in a bit. And so I, I, I just, you know, that, that song I wrote specifically when I was leaving uh, a corporate job and I wasn't really um, inspired by the work anymore and it just wasn't, you know, speaking to my core values. Um, and so I, so I wrote that song and now it's, it's funny, like that. it's a metaphor for, you know, kind of standing in your own truth and finding your own path. <clears throat> but I went on like TikTok and, and, you know, apparently like over 50 people are using it to, solve Rubik's Cube. So wow. the funny thing is, is nice. like whenever you release something, you, you never know where it's going to land, right? You never know who it's going to help. You never know who is going to connect with it. So I, I think um, it, it just makes sense to, to do it um, even if you're not at your best. That's right. And uh, you, it's funny you mentioned TikTok because there's so many songs that are they go viral through TikTok and like mm-hmm. they might not otherwise like there's tons like my girlfriend will be sitting there looking at TikTok and the same songs are sometimes popping up and I've never even heard of these songs before. Oh yeah. Are you on TikTok, Dylan? I, I feel like you'd be a real uh, TikTok kind of uh, per- personality. <laughs> you know, I tried it. I probably have two TikToks out there of me drinking coffee. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> Ironically to some hardcore hip hop music, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> gotta get some Vivek on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta, gotta I have to re-download it. That's right, I yeah, installed it. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny though. No, it's great. It, it is actually like, I think it is the the, the next big social app if it's not already but it's just because people are just getting creative with it right and it's uh where we live in such a age where everything is visual and everything is you want something short right i think like most of the videos are not even 20 seconds 
Oh, it's right? it's insane. I, I was seeing uh, they have these. I don't forget what it's called, but people will buy a house, and these TikTokers will move in together. There's like seven of them living together, and they'll just they'll dance and make TikToks. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh my god, it's like fun. <laughs> it's it's insane. But yeah, that, I'm I'm there for the uh, like the flips and uh, you know what I mean. Like there's there's always like these like parkour kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy things i'm just like well, how do these people do that kind of stuff but yeah it's fun, fun stuff but uh yeah it's, it's good to, to to relate it back to the music it's good to to see you know that um something about the music is speaking to, to people and even if it is like in the literal sense like solving rubik's cubes it, it's still kind of cool to to see p- people pick up your stuff you know yeah and it's almost like that's how it starts the next thing you know other people are listening to the deeper meaning behind it and right, uh, using exactly. it for different things. Next thing you know, yeah. you're just straight up selling Rubik's cubes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny though because like ever since I started, like I released that track, and now like I'm, I'm in that CBC contest um, right now for for that that song. Like Rubik's cubes are like popping up everywhere in my life. Like I'll watch <laughs> a movie and like um, I, I don't know, I just put on some some movie last night called Kicking It Old School or something, and they were talking yeah. about like Rubik's cubes and. <laughs> And, like, in every scene, there's, like, a Rubik's Cube, and, like, people will send me Rubik's Cube. I, 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 I didn't intend to be that Rubik's Cube guy, but I, I don't I think it might be happening. It's weird. Can, can you solve a Rubik's Cube? No, I can't. That's, <laughs> okay. that's, 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 oh. a, that's the thing. No, that's the thing. But there's, like, all these hacks. That I, I don't know. Like, I guess that's probably why I wrote the song, because I can't solve it, right? <laughs> oh, that's – oh, man, that's deep. I like that. Very meta, <laughs> yeah. You were talking also a little bit of doing maybe some community work. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah, we've got. Uh, so, I think before last time we talked, um, we we had an event in December that went really, really well. Nice. Um, in Mississauga, we raised over five hundred fifty dollars for um, combating uh, human trafficking through through the wow. West Edge Church there on Lakeshore. And yeah, it was it was it was a great night. Real like like big celebration of different cultures and stuff. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm looking at, you know, uh, actually after this, I have a couple calls with, uh, the city of Mississauga and, and, um, the arts council to try and, um, come up with something for the, the springtime. Cause, cause I'm not like at my hundred percent best health. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I, I am really slow with the planning stages because like events can really, really drain you out, but I, I'm looking to do something kind of around like early spring, mid-spring, in regards to maybe, like, a health, wellness, uh, spiritual event, maybe, like, but, like, all tied back to arts, culture, and, like, you know, uplifting people. That's, you know, our mission with uh, Humble and Hungry, so that's, that's what really we're trying cool. to do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we just, like, try to, like, we don't want to just, like, limit ourselves to one type of um, event, um, like, just, you know, because art and culture can... Um, can dissect in so many different ways and, and it can kind of um, come together in so many different ways. So just kind of what what we get inspired by, what opportunities come up, and, and then, yeah, we go from there. Yeah, that's really cool. And I guess if you're like a, someone who is giving back to the community, it's, it's good to kind of, you know, try these different events out. And as an artist, you're always trying to promote yourself, right? Yeah, so that's, that's exactly it. Like, they kind of work hand in hand, right? Mm-hmm. So it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that how you uh, are focusing on promoting? Because I guess today with so much like an oversaturation of music everywhere with Spotify and YouTube, mm-hmm. like this, t- the music, you can get music anywhere now. And 
I, I always imagine like prom- promoting yourself has got to be like as an as an audience standpoint. Like I don't pay attention to how an artist promotes themselves, but like I bet that's probably a huge part of it. Yeah, hundred percent. I think like the thing is is that we we have this like feeling that we need to be global or we need to be um, you know doing everything that all these other artists are are doing because we see it on social media. But in reality, there's so many different ways to get your music out there. There's so many different opportunities. You just got to see what comes up and, and kind of um, go down this path of least resistance, right? And just mm-hmm. work through what's presented with you and what, what you're called to do. I think there's something to be said about the community relationships and relationships in general, right? Like, I think so many artists just think um, things are just going to happen because they see it on Instagram or they see it like that and they apply and then uh, just say for, for a program or a, a grant or something and they don't get it and they, they kind of, you know, hang their heads or they, they go back to seeing what other people are doing when reality, the reality is you need to connect to what, um, what it is for you uh, that, that, you know, where your strengths are, where, where your skill sets are and kind of navigate through those, um, those things. And, and then, um, just see what opportunities come up. Yeah, that's super cool. So you had been talking about how uh, your Rubik's cube is in um, what is it? The CBC Spotlight. Comp- yeah, is search, it a competition? Searchlight. Searchlight. Search sorry. Searchlight twenty twenty. Yeah. Can, can you talk about that? This is something I'm not too familiar with. Like I see it from time to time, but I mean, you're 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 probably heavily involved in this one, right? Yeah. Like I, I've just been doing it over the last couple of years, and I think it's kind of timely for me. Like I said, because I wasn't feeling well. I'm. Um, the power of the internet and the power mm-hmm. of being able to work from home is pretty fantastic. Um, you know, I can obviously get on this call with you. I can, um, work on marketing stuff mm-hmm. and, and, and things like that. So, um, it just kind of allows me to, to, to work on it, but basically, yeah, it's a, um, annual contest, um, where the winner is able to get like masterclass mentorship for a week. There's like, uh, recording residency at the National Music Center in Calgary. Wow. And then you also get like performance slots at Juno Fest and CBC Music Fest. So it's the thing I like about it is kind of like we were just talking about, um, it hits on different skills and different um, opportunities, right? Like you get, you get to do some learning, uh, you get some exposure through performance. Um, so to me, that, that's what really kind of, uh, and, and mentorship kind of like, uh, what we were just talking about, how it's so hard to, to, to find your way in, in this day and age as an artist, like mentorship is crucial, right? So oh, yeah. there's, there's those three things that like really called out to me about the contest, which I think is really, um, going to help me at this point in my career. You know, like I, I love to play live shows. I love I love to learn, and I, I want to keep learning. So, um, yeah, all those things make sense. Mm-hmm, definitely. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really cool. So we're going to play the Rubik's Cube song. I know if you're, you've already touched on, you know, some of the, the meanings behind it and, and, uh, and like, your, your process with it. But is there anything else you want to talk about before we actually play the song? Yeah, like, uh, like I said, vote, vote for the song. Um, I, I think it's just uh, when, I, when I wrote this song, again, I was, kind of leaving that corporate job that mm-hmm. was um, still not doing great uh, physically. And I just, I think the best songs are where you just kind of 
get into the flow. And I was really in the flow with this one. Like I produced the beat. I, I did the, you know, like the vocals and, and it was just like, to me, I think it's just like very abstract and, and creative. So that's, uh, why I entered it in the contest because I, I I don't think too many songs kind of really sound like that. Mm-hmm. Even it's not a traditional hip hop song really, and it's not like it's kind of hard to place the genre on it. So um, maybe your listeners can maybe you and your listeners can can give me some feedback on what where what where you think genre wise it, <laughs> it, it falls in. But yeah, uh, that that's the song. So wicked. All right, so let's let's check it out. It's uh, Rubik's wicked. Cube, and Thanks we'll so be much. right back. Hey. I played your Rubik's Cube for hours, hours I played your Rubik's Cube, they try to group me too I'm not the type to do what the others do I played your Rubik's Cube for hours, 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 hours Yeah, screw your Rubik's Cube Hey, you either love it or love it, your options are few You catching the blues, I'm catching the rules Your Rubik's Cubes, colors on squares, tortoise and hairs we run the same race at a different pace, but we compare. Apples to oranges, carrots to peas. One has to be better because our mind it needs order. Like the physiology of human cells to the alignment of jail cells where the convicted dwell. I spit with conviction but refuse to sell anything I don't believe in. You try to push your beliefs on me, and if I don't agree, I believe in you and your agenda. Ever since they removed the placenta, you've been trying to recenter, but finding it awkward in this environment. Your career hasn't started, but you're considering early retirement. It's just a process and we're refining it. Maybe one day we'll get it right. Till then to cope, I'll write about this dystopian life. Like, light to the darkness. I harness the carnage. Hey. I played your Rubik's Cube for hours, hours I played your Rubik's Cube, they try to group me too I'm not the type to do what the others do I played your Rubik's Cube for hours, hours I played your Rubik's Cube, they try to group me too I'm not the type to do what the others do I played your Rubik's Cube for hours, 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 hours Screw your Rubik's Cube, hey. So, oh, put on replay there, apparently. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. So yeah. good. I want to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So that's Rubik's Cube. Vivek, um, where where can they... You, you mentioned that they could vote for this. Where can they find a link to this song? Yeah, absolutely. So you go to my Instagram, at Vivek Memi, V-I-V-E-K-M-E-H-M-I. I've got it linked under my link tree. as like, that's the top one. Um, also on Facebook dot com slash Vivek Memi. I've got it um, like a few recent posts like uh, at the top there. And of course, you could just go straight to the uh, source. Go to cbcmusic.ca um, or just uh, Google CBC Music Searchlight 2020. And then uh, they have all the artist entries. You could just type in my name, Vivek Memi or Rubik's Cube. Uh, and a lot of people don't know how to spell Rubik's Cube. Actually, I didn't know how to spell it either, but apparently it's R-U-B-I-K-S apostrophe S cube. So there you go. All right. That's... I did not know how to spell it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was an X in there. There'd be an X in there, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. 
So I was like, no, okay, well, whatever. Had to check that out before releasing the track. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Wouldn't have been all bad. Would have been a creative mistake, you know? There you go, yeah. Well, me and Dylan, we both just voted for you. So and oh, you can that- vote every day, I believe. Is yeah. that right? Seems yeah. that way. And if you want to do, like, the cheat code, you can, like, if you're really committed, like, you can go on your laptop mm-hmm. and vote and then go on your cell phone and... Like, uh, there, there's, there's some hacks around it, but yeah, yeah. Head over to the library? Head to the library. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to yeah, say. Every- <laughs> That's hilarious. Wicked. <laughs> awesome stuff. So, now, before we do get out of here, there is another song I wanted to play. Um, yeah. The song, I, I really enjoyed this song as well. It was Save Me, featuring yeah. uh, Brenda Mullen. Yeah, uh, she's awesome. Can you, can you tell us about this song a bit? Yes. Um, again, like, the whole project is based around you know, um, self-development and obviously, uh, health and healing. And that this song is like no different. It's actually like the first song, um, that I, that we wrote and we wrote it a couple years back. Um, like maybe 2018, I want to say 2017, something, something like that. And, um, yeah, there's a music video that got featured in hip hop Canada, like, um, on, on one of the, um, whole contest or like one of their like weekly submission things i uh, had it on there and basically yeah it's it's trying to find inspiration trying to find motivation when you are at your lowest and i think stylistically it's got a very um boom bap like old school um sound and then brenda comes in with this really nice pop vocal so it's kind of again um a mix of genres and yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. That's wicked, and I, I love how you have like uh, your lyrics tend to be like pretty uplifting and stuff. It's it's super cool. No, oh, thank you. Yeah, that that one was it, again like when I w- I was writing that song was when I was recovering actually. Like so, um, or I was going through you know some more positive um, times with the health. So while when I, that was happening, I was like, hey, I've got to you know share that you can get through tough times um unfortunately when we started shooting the music video then things started going downhill but actually that makes it like makes it pretty realistic right like the, the music video is very realistic um the song is very real and yeah that's what's up awesome so let's let's tune in right now to it so this is save me with vivek and we'll be right back Sitting on this music for too freaking long Sitting on my hands and feeling be going numb I be wondering what last is even gone I weigh like a buck twenty but I feel strong Don't get me wrong There's things that you want to prolong Like your date with death Help me catch my breath Try and catch your brain Try and catch a firefly in the night For my inner kids to say Hey, help me light the way I used to fold with what they used to say Now I won't sway In the morning wake up Show myself that I still have today Don't be afraid Steer in direction of your fear Bring it near Whispering it's here You ain't really here Watch it disappear With sheer willingness to overcome I'ma do it till it's over done How do I move on? I've been here for too long I feel entrapped and too far gone So save me Channel 
molestation Not on your television, no grammatization I was at the brink of elimination Dropped the meds, picked up the meditation Cause I couldn't sit with my thoughts without them dictating the conversation All the things I shouldn't have or couldn't ask for Trying to mask more without the feeling of abundance Tired of not trusting and relying on assumptions All my forest gumption that comes in bliss When you no longer resist who you are and exist from afar Get a glimpse, you don't recognize me Pockets see no changes Just a man more in touch with himself as he ages Phases, I want to move through but was forced to pause Finding God in the music like Nas So I pray to the stars, realize the world is hot So that was Save Me, Vivek Memi, on the line right now. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Awesome. So, um, yeah, if you haven't, you, you should go on YouTube, check that song out. It's got an awesome music video to go along with it. And you had mentioned, there was, what, you had, how many producers were working on this? Uh, four and a half, I'd say five, yeah, like, four and a half. including myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, a real producer, but, yeah, there you go. Wow, that's crazy. It's super cool. So before we get out of here, is there anything else you wanna you got you wanna promote you got going on? I know you mentioned about you have some events coming up in the future, but nothing set in stone yet. You have the um, CBC. It was Searchlight. Searchlight. Yes. Yeah, yes, and then Searchlight. Yeah. And they can find the link to that on uh, on your social medias. Uh, what was it, Vivek Memi? Yeah, it's at Vivek Memi on all social media: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then YouTube's at Vivek Memi Music. Cool. So that's V-I-V-E-K-M-E-H-M-I. That's correct, yeah. Awesome. Right. So thank you so much for coming for uh, phoning in today and being able to talk about some of your music and stuff and sharing it with us. No, it was a long time coming. I, was, uh, I had a good time like the first time I, I uh, came into the studio, and uh, you know, uh, I, I thought it would be great to, to connect with you guys again. So yeah, that's thanks right. For, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, we should mention, yeah, you came in before. Tragically, we had to uh, we had to postpone the show. I forget, we had something going on, but um, and then you came in to record the interview, and I don't even know what happened. It just 
Right. The, the, it was it, tragically, yeah. So we apologize for that, but... There's so so much good content, but I think we were still able to, you know, give some listener, give the listeners some love on this one. And uh, you said it's going to be on a podcast, is that right? That's right, yeah. I'm... Uh Hopefully by Monday I'll have it out. I was I fell behind editing the podcast, putting them up, but I got one more to edit, and then this one will be coming out. So, and then Beautiful. I'll post it and I'll tag your social medias, and anyone can check you know, get more information from that as well. Any I podcast, Campus Convos. That's right. Yes, got to plug, got to got to show love to you guys, man. You guys are doing a great job. So. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. And you as well. We we really like your music, and uh, we look forward to seeing what else you have coming up in the future. Me, me too. <laughs> awesome. Right, yep, make get sure you. Yeah, and then uh, then I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely keep keep you guys posted. But yeah, yeah, uh, fair enough. Again for having me. Oh, thank have, you. Have a great day. Thank you. Yeah, take care, and, and we'll talk to you again in the future. All right, peace, guys. All right, take care. Hi, I'm Laura Cole, and you're listening to Campus Conversations. Yeah. You listen to Campus Conversations, and we have joined in studio Cataract Attack. Hello, hello hey. everyone. What's up? So, <laughs> tell us about what you do. You're a, a, a manager of art. Yes, so I am a creative director by trade, which means that I am good at putting together um, visuals, photo shoots, content calendars, that sort of thing. And I've been managing an artist known as the Dope Chief since about November. Very cool. He came in on Friday for Steel City Music, which is another show that goes on here. And on Monday with the Dill and Tom Flood, in which the Dill called his art Mickey Mouse on Crystal Meth, which is one of my favorite quotes we've had so far. (laughs) That's I can pretty, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So he's been he's been around here then I guess. So. Yeah. Um, the Dope Chief has done uh, Supercrawl last year. He did all of their exclusive merch, which sold out completely. That was with him and Foreign Waves. Now we are launching our own apparel line and art show entitled Art Ho, nice. which I proudly am. <laughs> um, I believe an Art Ho is someone who really throws themselves all into their art or the love of art and collect art so you're in love with the art you know and the game that's All cool right. well i'm an art hoe dale what about you you an art hoe no not i mean i i, I i'm learning a lot just from this conversation <laughs> well you could be after the saturday that's right yeah. you me over so what's happening on saturday so saturday is the inaugural solo show at the studio which is 1422 main street east at main and kenilworth However, um, we are also using this as a fundraiser because, unfortunately, due to gentrification, we are losing our space. Oh, no. Yeah, so um, the building was slated for demolition under the LRT, and now that the LRT is canceled, the owners have decided to kick us out. And despite paying rent on time and being a really great tenant, unfortunately, we were not given the option of taking over the lease. I believe they might want to jack up the rent, but that's usually what happens in these situations. It's unfortunate. That's uh, very tragic. So hopefully everyone will come out and support us and help yeah. us find a new space. <laughs> so I, I'm not an art hoe, as I had just mentioned, but what <laughs> goes into like an art show? I've never been to an art show. So the first thing that we did was we planned the space. We plan 
found the pieces that we wanted. One such piece is our interactive tic-tac-toe board, which has over 250,000 different pieces in it. Whoa, what? So whenever you move <laughs> a different um, block of the tic-tac-toe board, the entire narrative of the painting changes. And you guys can come and experience that, and it's going to be really, really cool to see all of the different combinations people make. I was, Richard, the dope chief had posted a little bit of that on his story, kind of like a tease, and I I have to work, but I am so bummed out, so you guys need to go, so I'll I can I'll get you in, girl, see. don't you worry. We'll there we go. I'll, I'll call in. <laughs> I'm trying to visualize this 250,000 tic-tac-toe piece. So it actually is um, a board that has four sides on each um, square. Mm-hmm. And these kind of boards are supported by steel beams, and then you can turn the squares. So every time you turn one of the nine squares, it creates a new painting. Wow. Okay. Uh, how how big is this? Is it- it's pretty big. Yeah? It's like... I don't know. Taller than me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's probably like maybe (laughs) eight feet by ten. That's amazing. How long has he been working on this, do you know? This has been a piece that he's been working on for a number of years. Wow. So um, the motivation by the show upcoming was a great way to get that piece done and really show something that is just, it's so incredible. I am so impressed by um, the Dope Chief's talent. I ended up approaching uh, the Dope Chief asking if they needed any help and got this fantastic role and I really enjoyed collaborating, um, creating a lookbook, doing all the visuals. This has been a wonderful, wonderful merger and so I'm just so happy to be a part of this. So you approached him then pretty recently you've been managing him for Since about four November. months now, right? So you approached him and you're like, yo, I want to work with you kind of deal? Or how did that come about? Absolutely. And this is the thing is that the Dope Chief is all about that hustle mentality. And so I think that's how we gain mutual respect for one another was I was just like, listen, I love what you do. I think you're really dope. Let's make something beautiful. And I don't care if I get paid or not. So I think it's one of those where it was like we really wanted to create something. It's not about making money. It's about creating something beautiful for the community in Hamilton. Yeah. Kat is... you're a hustler for sure. I've been following you on Instagram for a little for a little while now. Thank you. And you do so much around, and it's so cool. Yeah, this so. year has been a really fortunate year. Um, I spend a lot of time doing creative work at Bong Mansion, which is now shut down, unfortunately. Shout out to Bong Mansion. Um, and this year I've also been published twice in Sticks and Stones, getting MVP Top 50. Nice. And then I also got published in Vogue Italy this year. Yeah. Wow. Way to go, dude. That's freaking Thank awesome. Thank you. I love that. Sweet. What what was in Vogue? Vogue Italy. Um, so we did a series, and this was also on Sticks and Stones, called Run Pussycat Run with um, my friend Juan, who is a lovely photographer. He does film. And so myself, my friend Natalie, Heather Valley, who is a wonderful singer-songwriter and also does Another Crush, and um, another model friend of mine, Tiana, we did this whole narrative based off of Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. And so it was about getting these old cars and bikes, and it was just a really wonderful day to create something beautiful. And Tiana actually has a shot of her in Vogue Italy. That's amazing. I think I'm familiar with the shoot you're talking about, and it's really lovely. So um, talk about kind of, because I also really enjoy photography and sort of, I feel like um, maybe set design is something that really interests me. Like, how do you come up with like a vision? And do you sort of have like a vibe in mind? And you're like, all right, let's go with that. What's going to 
be in this. So I'm a huge nerd, and I love this app called Airtable. In fact, I used it to plan the entirety of this event. I used it to plan the entirety of our photo shoot, which was titled Dope Chief of Bel Air, because you can see like a lot of the 90s vibes. Sweet. <laughs> but using that app has really helped me um, organize things as far as personnel and all of these moving parts that are kind of all going into one. So I usually will get an idea and have the idea of the finished project, the mood boards, that sort of thing, and then I work backwards and figure out what needs to be done. Right on. I like that. That's yeah, That's really cool. So what's going to be happening at Art Ho? So um, we're going to be having the apparel launch, interactive pieces. Uh, there's some new pieces and new styles, actually, that I'm really excited for people to see from the Dope Chief. We're going to be having some vegan goodies from Hardy Hooligan. Shout out to them for being so, so lovely. Yeah, I think they um, just celebrated their three-year anniversary with some bomb s'mores pizza pockets Whoa, what what <laughs> s'mores pizza pockets and they're vegan and they may not be the healthiest but they're vegan who right? cares, who cares? Yeah. don't care about that <laughs> it's Dangerous. good for the animals excellent that's super fun uh, something i always uh, really liked about our dope chief's thing that he had started started pretty recently was the confessions aspect i thought that was so interesting i think even the psychology of people not even really, oh, I, yeah, I guess anonymously confessing just anything to him and he draws it and just even a simple but relatable way that I always love reading them. They're so cute and so dark or like, oh my God, like I felt like that or I'm not alone in like weird ways, you know? It's really interesting to see um, how people, once the veil of anonymity is there, feel more comfortable expressing their innermost uh, desires and their darkest secrets. In fact, the Confessions Project was one of the things that propelled the Dope Chief into popularity here in the surrounding area. We are continuing that at the art show as well, and we are kind of asking people to keep it more romantic-themed because we are around Valentine's. Mm. Yeah, that'll be exciting. How's that going to work? Are people just going to be able to anonymously submit and he'll draw them kind of in real time sort of deal? Or? I think that's what's going to happen is yeah. that, you know, we're going to be talking to lots of people. And so as the confessions come in, they're going to be drawn and put up on a wall. So someone confesses something and then he just draws what or creates the the art piece of whatever comes to mind. It might not necessarily Absolutely. Like so it may not be the exact story, mm -hmm. but he um, uses a lot of characters. So the Dope Chief has uh, their own world in which they live. And you'll see a lot of characters such as um, a Felix-like cat named Pax which is supposed to represent um, not only the user, but a lot of the innocence of the user as well, because they're put into a lot of adult situations. You'll also notice there is another um, cat as well that is black and white and they're actually the symbol for a conglomerate within the dope chief world hmm. and their symbol is on a lot of things such as acme was for uh, looney tunes mm -hmm. that's cool i love that all right speak to some more themes i love that sort of innocence in put into a lot of adult situations i think that's where a lot of young people are at sort of still trying to figure out how to be an adult and adulting what is that 
don't know. If you find no, out, doing it. tell me. <laughs> We're not doing it. Well, some of the themes actually are related to nostalgia and familiarity. So mm-hmm. by using um, these cartoons that are nostalgic to our childhood, because I think a lot of millennials and 90s babies really um, can relate to sitting at home on a Saturday morning, watching cartoons, oh, yeah. that sort of thing. So we use these elements of familiarity to explore things that maybe more adults, such as cannabis culture, such as sexuality and that sort of thing. So it becomes a little bit more relatable to the viewer. And at the same time, um, it becomes a little bit easier to digest. Hmm. Interesting. Very cool. Very cool. When, when's the graphic novels coming out? That's what I want to know with these characters. Well, <laughs> I can't say yet, but there are some, some discussions going on behind the scenes. So. Wicked. That's exciting. Yeah, I think he's um, got a very just relatable and easily accessible type of art, you know? Just something that anybody can look at and relate to and... You know what I mean? Yeah, we call it contemporary pop art with surrealist elements. So you think of like Salvador Dali and you think of all of those um, surreal elements. And then we add on top of that layer, pop art, big colors, lots of fun, cartoon-like elements. So again, it becomes something that people really enjoy because you get to explore um, through that different world that's created. Hmm. Now, February 8th, um, it is from 3 to 9 p.m. for the public. Uh, We also have some VIP passes that are being uh, given away so please check our Instagram Ooh. at the dope chief you can also check out uh, the TikToks as well cool um, and there's lots of previews of our custom pieces and one of a kind designs as well as some of the mass produced limited edition pieces awesome oh I'm like so, shaking with excitement uh, <laughs> only a couple days away it's gonna be cool it is only a couple days away and I think if there's not a contest you can definitely get tickets and you should get tickets right now because it it will probably sell out. It's going to be a pretty cool event. Yeah, I'm really happy that we extended the time so that way if, you know, people want to come at different times, it's a little bit more convenient and helps us with capacity. Although we do have a large capacity, it's the old New Hope bike shop that mm. we actually have taken over. And that's at 1422 Main Street East at Main and Kettleworth. And how much are tickets and where can they get them? They're 10 bucks. Okay. Um, you can get them online at our website, dopechief.com, or you guys can message me directly at cataract underscore attack on Instagram, and I can definitely hook people up. Are they for sale at the door? They will be for sale at the door okay. um, pending how many people show up. Fair enough, yeah. Although, if you do get beforehand, we have some secret gifts Ooh. and goodies. There are some limited edition prints. Oh, we have a little Valentine bag for you guys. Nice. So, everyone who shows up, the first 50 people get a limited edition print that's been resurrected. Hmm. So, there's some really um, kind of saucy, I guess I would call it, <laughs> saucy <laughs> prints that people can get. We've made Valentines for everyone as well. You can kind of see a preview of them online because we want to celebrate love we want to celebrate this culture in hamilton as well it's a reason for the season you know absolutely excellent i'm excited well guys get your tickets follow cataract attack on instagram follow the dope chief of course well it's a given (laughs) if you're not already then you're freaking wild you're missing out yeah (laughs) that's gonna be a good show i'm 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 jealous. I can't be there. You'll be coming. You'll, I'm going to hook you up. We're going to get you in. Okay, I'm going to come before I, before work. Awesome. Okay. That's work. I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm, I'll see if I can be. I'm going to come. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> Yay, <like fun>. Awesome. <laughs> We're going to make you an art hoe yet. Oh, yeah. That's wicked. I've never, I don't think I've ever been to an art show. I've been to like the, what is it? The, the, uh, 
Not the, the ROM. Uh, AGH. Is that the, the one in Toronto? Art Gallery of Hamilton. No, not the Hamilton AGO? one. AGO? Yeah, I guess so. Possibly. Yeah, probably. I went to that one. Um, but I've never been to like a smaller art show, and I feel like there's something... Something Better. special about Not, it. It's a yeah. good They're more accessible. I yeah. find smaller art shows in Hamilton really do need support. A lot of people will go to larger galleries, but there are barriers to getting into those galleries, especially for people who don't have the privilege of university, people who don't have the privilege of, you know, a whole press team behind them, or even people just to navigate the art world. So mm-hmm. if you really do love an artist, it's best to go grassroots and come out and support this February 8th, uh, 1422 Main street east at main and kenilworth and we will be there from three until 9 p.m awesome it's gonna be a t- good time get some tickets yeah all right well we thank will- you for coming on yeah this was for great me. always You'll, we'll be back we're back right <laughs> when you thought we were gone <laughs> and you want uh cataract attack you wanted to plug some stuff real quick yes i just wanted oh, to say a huge <laughs> thank you to notion industrial sewing studio which is based in the cotton factory um they were so integral in us keeping our line local and sustainable produced. They do carry with love lingerie out of that studio. They've done a bunch of other things with the local skate shop. And I just wanted to give them a huge shout out and a thank you because they're the ones producing all of our products. So thank you to Notion. And if anyone else um, is concerned about local and sustainable goods, definitely check them out. Our show is February 8th again um, from 3 to 9 to the public. And that is at 1422 Main Street East at Main and Kenilworth. And you got some merch you'll be selling there. Oh, we got lots Do we of call merch. it merch? It's actually a limited edition apparel line. And so some of these pieces um, are custom made at Notion. And one of them is actually a piece of Hamilton history. There's a leather jacket. It's gray and it says Algoma on it, which actually was from Algoma Steel, which uh, no longer exists in Hamilton. So oh, the cool. dope chief took this jacket and we completely redid it. There's new patches, there's painting on it. And so there are so many pieces. There's about, about 15 in total that people can purchase. That jacket I just talked about was four twenty. Nice. Um, nice, but most of the pieces are a little <laughs> bit more affordable. So not only do we have our long-term uh, merch um, for the limited run there, but we also have our individually made pieces. That's really cool. Go pick one up. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for having me. Have a great day, guys. Awesome. We'll see you on the weekend on February. Is it February eighth? February eighth. <laughs> We've said it so many times. Fourteen twenty-two to... Main Street East. There Main it is. Kettleworth. Awesome. Three Looking to forward three to, three to it. Nine. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I couldn't help but stare. It's obvious how I want to say how. Well, fine, how's it going? I was wondering if maybe you would like to go out with me tonight. Hey guys, it's Andrew Brether, and you're listening to Campus Conversations on 101.5 The Hawk FM. We are back. This is Campus Conversations. What's up? Join in studio. Christian. Christian Reimer. Yes, Christian Reimer here in the studio. Hello, Hawk listeners. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, it's morning. It, yeah, it is. Kinda, well, not for long, though. We're getting close to that lunchtime hour. Yeah. So how are things going? It's a pretty crappy day out right now. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Well, things are going well, yes. The weather is about uh, seven centimeters of snow to continue <laughs> on until tomorrow. Thank you. Thank uh, you. When it's expected to uh, subside. Uh, please don't forget to shovel your sidewalk. Use light amount of salt. It's bad for the environment. Terrible for your puppy's paws. Awesome. Thank you so much, our weather guy. And we'll be right back. No, I'm, <laughs> kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Christian is a local meteorologist here yeah. in Hamilton. Now we go to the chopper. <laughs> 
And apparently, what is it, a Foley artist? <laughs> yes. Sweet. Amazing. We need some work done. Yes. It's not only a meteorologist and a Foley artist, but you are a local comedian. I am a local comedian. Cool. That's right. I'm a comedian of the local area. Sweet. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. I taught my jokes within a two-block radius. <laughs> um, yeah, I do comedy here in Hamilton. What a great little comedy scene. Let's talk comedy, guys. Yeah. Tell, tell me about yeah. it. You, bo- you both are ingrained in it. I show up and I sit in the chairs and listen to you guys. So Yeah, I mean, I met, I I like Christian. I met him doing comedy because I don't do it a lot, but he's great at it. How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, stand-up I, comedy. Stand-up comedy? Well, I first started doing comedy like when I was like in grade like one to five. What? I was really good in grade five. In fact, I repeated the fifth grade because it was almost like I was headlining the second year. Yeah, you knew your audience at that point. I did. I yeah. did, man. Nailed that didn't material. I didn't want to leave. And I continued on. And then I realized. You know, I could have made some other career choices, but I was just enjoying the laughter so much. Right. And I just continued doing this. Actually, before I even uh, well, I was dabbling in comedy, but before I even started doing stand up, I was doing uh, improv for years in Calgary at a theater oh. company called The Loose Moose. Huh. Uh, yes, it's internationally known, uh, more internationally than it is known like locally here <laughs> because it's in Calgary. Okay. Um, and so I spent many years, like, you know, seven, eight years just doing improv, which was awesome. And I think all comedians should do improv, but not all of them need to um, or, you know, have to. But I'm just plugging improv because it's pretty awesome. <laughs> just some advice. Just some advice. We have an improv club here, so it's good to... Really? Good to know- yeah. yeah. Well, I say I was surprised. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, I haven't been, but it, I heard it's great. You should join. Let's go right after this, guys. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going, but we could probably just go anyways. Right? It's, it's field on trip. Thursdays. It's on Thursdays. Field trip. I haven't done a field trip in a while. I'm down. Yeah. All right. It's That's been a while. The Let's hawk go. flies over to a field trip. <laughs> we'll hop on the bus. <laughs> At the Improv Club. We got Miss Frizzle somewhere, probably. Yes. Awesome. All right. What else? Improv. So you started to improv. In Calgary. In Calgary. Yeah. Moo. From the Calgary moved it. Out there. And then you moved to do your com- com- comedy. Yes. My, my little... <laughs> My comedy sketches. Yeah. Uh, okay. No. No. Uh, that's, that's, you know, so you do your little comedy skits uh, <laughs> is something that I'm sure every performer, actor, and comedian has heard at some point in time, and it drives you nuts. Yeah. Because that's what old people say. Oh, they're doing their little comedy sketches. Oh, he's doing his jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> jokes. Tell your jokes for the family. Yeah. 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 Tell that one. Tell, Tell that, that one. one. Yeah. Tell that one I like. Yeah, that, that favorite one that nobody, la- no. Um, <laughs> we do laugh. Uh, so what was the question? Uh, yeah, but so I've been after doing, improv, and then uh, after improv, yeah, and I moved to Toronto, and I moved to Toronto, and then just uh, there was like it was just hard to get people together to do improv. Uh, yeah. and it was just easier to just show up and like you could improvise on a microphone and like it was instant gratification. I was like, oh my god, I'm doing comedy here. Uh, this is great, and uh, so the reward was the laughter and. Uh, and the and the true reward is the joy it brings to fans. The true reward is the money. Just yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The three awards. Sure the money's work. pretty nice. Right? It's a little. Oh yeah, yeah. It is. Sometimes <laughs> it covers gas. Whoa. <laughs> Sometimes you have to borrow money to cover a cup of coffee. You know. Yeah. So um. And I. Yeah. I go to the Winking Judge every Sunday. I guess. Christian runs this show. I love going there. It's Laugh at the Judge. Yes. From nine p.m. until whenever it's over. That's right. right? I mean, it's usually a tight show. It doesn't run like it runs like you know nine o'clock. You come down for a cocktail. You know, mm. he's got uh, is at the Augusta Winking Judge, folks. Yes, mm. great uh, place. It is. They have like twenty three beers on tap. Yeah, I know. All local. They support local business. Uh, got to enjoy them for that. And they got this great space for comedy. And Hamilton's got a great. Uh, comedy community so it just made sense I started this with a, a pal of mine Matt Romot who was uh, visiting from the US he was like man we need a room and uh, I actually said more like we need a room 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, let's get one uh, to do comedy in. And uh, <laughs> so we searched the streets, and then we found uh, the Augusta Winking Judge. Uh, he kind of managed it mostly for the longest time because he was like had nothing to do, and I had a day job because he was here doing comedy. <laughs> it was his full-time job. Nice. Yeah. And then, uh, so it's been running. It's coming up to three years. We're having our three-year anniversary in March. Wow. What? Yeah, what I know. day in March? Exactly. I think it's the uh, first or second Sunday. Consult your calendars. Find mm-hmm. us at Laugh at the Judge. You can get all your comedy info about what's happening, who's playing at the Augusta Winking Judge. And we've had many great acts, man. The city and this uh, community has got like a lot of talent that come through here. And uh, you meet, meeting new comics all the time. People just step up there for their first time, and next thing you know, they get the comedy bug in them and uh, and they start they go home and they start crafting and honing and developing uh, Lorraine uh, I saw her at Levity Comedy Club uh, Hamilton's uh, premier comedy club and she was like she just had like all this great comic energy and I was like man and this girl's got to go do some more stuff so I started inviting her down to the judge and she's been playing there and we've hit the road uh, already wow yeah we did a road trip where, yeah. where to Oh, I forget. <laughs> I don't know. Kitchener, Waterloo. Waterloo. Yeah. I think Sweet. we're on the Waterloo side of things. Yeah. Awesome. That's, yeah. That, that's exciting. It was really fun. Yeah. The roundhouse. The round table. The round table. Yeah. yeah. There was no actual round tables there, but good oh. milkshakes. Oh. I know. Cool. Wait. It's always <laughs> yeah. a plus. It is always a plus. So what made you want to get into, well, I guess first improv and com- comedy? Do you kind of put the two together? Uh, or are they two separate chapters in your life? Yes. I mean, I look at them under the umbrella of, like, comedy. Yeah. Sometimes entertainment. Yeah, because I'd also do some theatery things once in a while. Like, I love working uh, the stage and the microphone when possible. So um, I do those those fun-filled things. Um, so uh, what got me into improv? I think it's like uh, I was probably trying to just seek the attention that I wasn't getting at home. Hmm. Uh, in the, and, uh, and I was realizing... <laughs> My father never hugged me. Actually, I don't even know who my father is. Uh, but my stepfather never hugged me. So, you know. Join the club. Yeah. So it's not Just that I'm joking. Po- <laughs> Dad, sorry oh. about that one. <laughs> Do I laugh? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> She's going to get a talk when she gets home. <laughs> my God, I loved you. Who's paying for your tuition? Yeah, true. Yeah, I wish. Dale. <laughs> um, That's his name. Yeah. Welcome. Okay, continue. Yeah, so, uh, yes, so go comedy. <laughs> and uh, that's what kind of gets you into comedy. When you start performing, you get that like that bug in your face. You feel you can make, you know, affect people, like, emotionally, right? You can affect the way they think about things. You can give them, like, you know, a different perspective because the comic <laughs> brain will allow you to do that, you know? Um, do you have, like, themes that you're like, I want people to come, like, walk away thinking that's what I thought about Christian like what do you want them to think about your set or you or life after they hear you for five minutes or ten minutes or whatever yeah I want them to think hey sure (laughs) life is kind of crappy but gee we get a lot of laughs in it isn't it hilarious how silly all this is why are we taking this so seriously in the words of is it Ernest Hemingway who said uh, life is too important to be taken seriously I don't know right sounds good to me yeah sure or uh, Mark Twain Mark Twain said that (laughs) so similar Uh. (laughs) I always confuse our no no it's the difference in the accent this is like one of my earliest I used to do impressions I used to do impressions of like uh, Ernest Hemingway here it is (laughs) I'm Ernest Hemingway I've written such books as farewell to arms (laughs) thank you Ernest Hemingway (laughs) Wow. I never, I, know. Knew, I never knew him too well, but that's, no, no. that's how I imagine it. No, no, nor did I get called on any kind of Ernest Hemingway, you know, impression tours. <laughs> Can you do any One other day. impressions? Uh, Kermit the Frog? Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, I can do uh, maybe not so much Kermit the Frog, but I can do my neighbor from uh, when I was in grade six. <laughs> okay, in, in Dover and Calgary, he's like, "Hey, jump on the sidewalk." <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's spot on. He sounds <laughs> that is yeah, spot on. It is. It is. <laughs> it's really good. It's really yeah. good. So now you're 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 host is you're hosting this show at the Yeah, the I, I host I host, I produce it. I've got a nice little team of people who help out with this, like Chris McNaughton and uh, uh, Lauren Stevens. They love uh, Sevens comes out, sorry, Lauren. And because uh, I know he's tuned into the hawk. Yes. Is. is that how it sounds? The hawk. Is that how you guys say it? Yeah. It, it changes. From, that's one of the ways it, it is. changes every now yeah. and then. Yeah. Like, what's your favorite way to say the hawk? Well, I like to be gentle, like the hawk. Oh. I like to just go to the ha, and you kind of keep the K <laughs> silent. Ha. Yeah. Yeah, it's like laughing. Ha ha. The hawk. It's a bird of prey. It'll steal your little bunnies from your backyard. The <laughs> hawk. Maybe you got a small pooch, something under five pounds. That's right. The hawk is in your backyard. Turn it up and play it loud. Um, you gotta record some of these promos, right? Yeah, we're gonna t- take that and make a promo out of it for campus you know combos. Let me ask. Let me ask because we all enjoy laughter, right? Who, like, you know, we all got some favorite comics. Like, what got you no. in comedy, right? Like, throw this back at you for a moment. I don't know. Taking radio. Just yeah. taking radio i was like oh i really like to speak to people not speak to people but i just really like attention you know now i don't know it's no. just fun to i don't really know actually i just started watching a lot of stand-up and the hamilton comedy scene is very nice also but no this is about you christian it is it is i'm here every week i can, i always talk just about so your myself. listeners like you and dale they're probably going piecing together your dynamic <laughs> going, oh man i wonder what it's like oh lorraine does comedy let's go figure this shit out well, yeah you, you can find her at the gus of winking judge once in a while oh yeah, really cool. yeah you can yeah. find me there every sunday i mean i won't be saying much but i'll be laughing a lot Right. A so, lot. are you scouting comedians for uh, your your sorry Listen, is Saturday show? What, uh, Sunday. 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 I Sunday. You said, okay. So I, okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I thought at first. On, pay attention. I'm trying to. He's too focused on the arc. Gotta put more K in it. Uh, <laughs> I know uh, scouting. You know, but sometimes people want to show up and do it. No, we, yeah. I mean, you gotta have a. Um, it's best. Is we we will bring on new people uh, often and regularly. Uh, and we have a whole list of like pros that come down and like people who are like working out their pro sets and uh, stuff like that. So, I mean, when you get to the Canadian comedy community, again, like these people who've like done, uh, you know, Just for Laughs, they played nightclubs, you know, they've toured across Canada and the U.S. Um, so you get a lot of like that. So you never know who's going to show up, which hmm. is awesome, but, or what experiences they bring. I want to go back to that question earlier. You know, what is it I enjoy about it? Sometimes you get to say stuff that uh, other people cannot say or just give them or just speak it, even if they're not going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you get to say stuff and they go, oh, well, he gets to say it or she gets to say it because they're a comedian, right? Uh, sure. But at the same time, you know, I think it kind of like takes the lid off of sometimes social tensions, which is great. Sure. Yeah. I agree. There's things that I feel like I would say that I wouldn't really want to say in like a regular conversation. But when you're – but In the in context con- of humor, you can get yeah. away with it. Before, yeah, right? and like so many people don't even believe what you're saying anyway. Like I've said pretty vulgar things <laughs> and then – I don't know that it just doesn't come across as the truth, even though it usually, sadly, is. Yes, yes. Comedy often comes from a place of truth. Mm-hmm. You and, know. And what but. do you think about Hamilton? Hamilton versus Toronto or Calgary? Like, I hear a lot of people. I, initially, I thought, like, why would somebody want to? Maybe this is super downer of the city, but like, why would somebody want to live in Hamilton? 
to pursue something that I don't know. There's more people in Toronto. You know yeah, what I mean? I like what? Do, reach, right? What do you like about Hamilton? Well, it, the rent used to be cheaper. Yeah. Okay. Well. Be, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's that. That's why. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it just brought like a lot of people out here going, "Oh man, I can afford this, and I can travel to Toronto and do comedy." But then you discover, uh, you get like real people here in Hamilton, right? You're not like just dragging like. Not to say that Toronto has people. Uh, it's just hard to pull an audience sometimes in Toronto to get good room. So when people in Hamilton, because it is a, it's a big, small city, people come out and they go, oh, there's some comedy happening. They'll support some locals, right? And they'll, they'll do something on their Sunday. In Toronto, you got like, you know, 100 comedy rooms with maybe one or two people in there. And you can find like on a, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday, sometimes like 30, 40 people gathering in a tiny little space to hear some comedy. And uh, what makes it great is that you get that, and then you also have access to other small towns from here. So if you got a ride, right? You you can like you could drive into Toronto, sure, but you could like you got like you know Kitchener, Waterloo, St. Catharines, Niagara, uh, London, you know, within like an hour and change of distance. Mm-hmm. And those are some uh, some good populations with people who are just chomping at the bit, going, yeah, I want to hear some comedy, I want to see some uh, new comedy, or they uh, they just give a lot more opportunities, and so. Uh, not that that doesn't happen in Toronto. Like you can hit like three, four, or five mics in a night in Toronto, and you might only hit one or two out here. Uh, so, but the thing is, you're sometimes like, it's possible to be playing to empty rooms in Toronto. Mm, okay, you know? yeah. Uh, or you know, you're not getting the same response, but you actually get authentic, like real people. Not to say that Toronto people aren't authentic, but some of you people are not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dang, digs. We don't broadcast that far. Yeah. Good. <laughs> we so. are online though, so it goes a little globally, but it's yeah. okay. It's okay. Yeah. Toronto doesn't know what exists beyond Bathurst. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Direction. They're like, what? <laughs> North of Blur Street. Lost and the burn bridges. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It's because I always see the same. A lot of the same people at the winking judge every week. So audiences. Yeah. Yeah, nice. They Excellent. do, yeah, and they've come to enjoy like uh, the the brand of comedy that comes out. Um, it's also fun because so as, as a comic, you get to like really work and like uh, and hone your craft. And what I love about having writer comic, uh, uh, not writer comics, writer uh, people at the show is that it pushes you to have to like change and tweak and mm. uh, always uh, be doing new stuff. So you can't just rest on your laurels from the week before, which is a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Cause, I know, bet. Yeah, so I switched up. I got I got Chris McNaughton host regular. We have guest hosts quite regularly, um, you know, so I can get into the lineup and hmm. uh, hit some other mics in and around town. Brampton, Bramford. Who's on on Who's on this Sunday? That's a really good question. Who is on this Sunday? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could find out for We're you. We're gonna too. check that out. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen a lot of great people there. I mean. I was on a really fun show. I think it was for... I don't really remember what it was, but it was, like, Bob Kerr, who is one of my favorite people. Oh, yeah. In Hamilton. I think he's he's in Hamilton. Uh, he is. Yeah, he's a Toronto guy. We went to school together at Humber College. Oh, you Ooh, did? Humber Comedy Program. Cool. Oh, you they did? They have a comedy program? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Are you glad you took that program? <laughs> hey, listen. It seems like, how do you teach comedy? How does that work? You know what? I'll tell you this about the comedy program. Um, is... Uh, I, it's, you can't. You, I don't think you can really teach comedy, but I think a program pushes you to kind of like do the work. And if I took anything from that, like from like you know the seven or eight thousand dollars I spent on that program, uh, is do the work, do the work. If you want to do it, do the work. 
right? Show up, do the work, hit the mics. Uh, if you want to do improv, hit the, you know, find the, the, uh, the improv room, start a room. Um, you know, meet other people in that if you want to be a, you know, a, but what was cool was they did cover like many different aspects of comedy. Like they did the clown and some mask and Sweet. Uh, improv and stand up and sketch rating and uh, film and television rating. So these skills as a, as like a, as a comic, like it's good to have those rating skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it, you know, I think like, you know, when they go, Hey, come to Randolph Academy, you'll be a triple threat, which is singing, dancing and smiling lots. Um, or acting I don't know they do a lot of smiling in theater schools <laughs> is this is uh, you get the triple threat of like having like all these other comedy tools uh, you know stand up improv and writing which are amazing so if you have those you can like get a job like I've got friends who like, graduated that I came to Toronto with and they um, are like working on, on TV like Conan O'Brien oh, cool. uh, you know working on uh, Working Moms writing in LA uh, yeah, working moms. Yeah. Ryan, I know Off Ryan Belville. I think. Yeah, is, Ryan Belville. He's been at Levity, and he's on. He's really funny in that show. Yeah, working moms. Working moms. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really yeah. funny and nice guy. So somebody that wants to do comedy, because I know some of my friends, and I'm sure obviously people tell you all the time, they're like, hey, I want to do comedy. How do I do that? What would you say to somebody that wants to start like just write writing? Yeah, start that? writing. Yeah. yeah. Your first set's probably going to be five minutes, right? Five is like your 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 beginning set, and uh, that's right. Uh, so what you want to do is you want to find five minutes of material, right? Things that make you laugh. Like what makes you laugh, right? Like mm-hmm. what makes you laugh? What makes your friends laugh? You know, you can like find those things like, oh my God, that's hilarious. You know, like uh, you always spill coffee down the front of his shirt and his pants fell down. Uh, <laughs> and then and then you try and translate that on the stage for your audience. And they're like, oh yeah, I totally relate to that. Hopefully you can find relatability. That's a good skill. If you can develop that, that is awesome. And I think a lot of people find relatability because you discover... Uh, your own life stories, you know, those uh, those stupid, silly, insane, shameful things other people have also encountered. So they go, oh, man, you're speaking to me. I can relate to that. It's uh, a lot of vulnerability. And vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. And it can, take, it can take, like, weeks to, like, years to find that. Hmm. Yeah. Is there something that um – Oh, I kind of forget my question, <laughs> but um, is there? I don't. Is there something that like made you, or is there? Oh yeah, is there like a joke or something that you've kind of stuck with a lot, or that you've like a joke, like a you know what I mean, like a long running thing or a theme very specifically that you're like, yeah, I'm gonna keep like a working go-to, on this go to bit uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh, or a theme, yeah. Okay, so that's that's. Let's explore this question and dissect yeah. it, shall we? Because I know you said obviously, like, don't take things easily, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so this or is take things easy. Uh, take things easy. Whatever you know. We, I did say something. <laughs> um, yeah, themes. So, uh, so when I first like when I first started doing stand up, I took a little bit of a hiatus because I had like a, a concussion because I broke the windshield of a taxi with my head, and uh, so then, <laughs> but everything I was doing before then, I used to like kind of like have like this this ten minute bit, right? And it was like my like it was good to have a pocket five, you know, or a pocket ten. So I used to always like I always had this ready to go, and I just like kind of kept doing that. So it was like, so it was like I wasn't challenging myself, and it was like great because I think it's good for a comic to rewrite. Uh, uh, and, and revisit and explore new topics. But one of the things I, I, I've, I've, uh, I find I'm most passionate about, yeah, I love talking about the environment, man. 
I like I like that's something I like to throw into. I don't know many. There's I'm sure there's comics out there talking about the environment, but if that's a go-to theme, I always fall back on because it's one of those things I find the most frustration uh, with in our societies. Like we got all these environmental problems, and the solutions maybe they're not so simple and obvious, but there are probably at least some out there that people go, oh, that's a good idea, and then they walk away from it. They just address it. So as a comic, I get to pr- bring this back up and go, hey, you know. Here's some stuff that's like frustrating constantly. Frustrations, oh man, it can be traffic. Uh, it can be like you know the uh, uh, you know the, the inability. Why don't we all drive in electric cars? Where's my flying car? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no. So some things ex- stem from frustration. Those things like frustrate me. The stupidity of humanity. Listen, hold up the mirror to the monkeys, and they'll recognize themselves in it. Oh, I love it. That's yeah. a, is that a saying? From it, it, it is Probably now. from a book. <laughs> now, unfortunately, I think we're getting kicked out of the studio. We're getting kicked out of the studio. We're getting kicked out of the yeah. studio. I got so, three hours and 28 seconds. I know. I don't know what's going on. But uh, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to promote the show one more time? Yeah, Laugh at the Judge every Sunday. Follow us on everywhere. There's social media. Laugh at the Judge. We'll see you Sunday, 9 p.m. Wicked. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys for being awesome. All right, and we'll be back. Actually, we're still going to stay here because we normally have to do a sign-off, and I, I had to turn up. <laughs> we have to do a sign-off. Can I say Hawk? Yeah, you can say, yeah, let's, let's do it right now. So thank you so much for listening this week. You can email us at campus.convo1 at gmail.com if you want to reach out and talk to us about the show. The podcast is out there as Campus Convos. Every Thursday, 10 a.m. to 12. Caca, caca, the hawk! <laughs> Thank you. All right, I'm Dylan Moore and Lorraine's. Uh, I'm Lorraine. And we're, we're leaving. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Campus Conversations is hosted by myself, Dylan Moore, and Lorraine Postma. Our special guest, Russell Merritt Bovell, made an appearance today. Our other guests were Vivek Mahemi, Cataract Attack, and Christian Reimer. You can listen to Campus Conversations live every Thursday from 10 a.m. till 12 noon. Campus Conversations is recorded at 101.5 The Hawk Studios, located at Mohawk College in Hamilton, Ontario. If you'd like to be a guest or get in touch with the show, you can do so at campus.convo1 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.